else out there? Are you ready? Well, you better buckle up because it's time for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of your sister's bedroom. It's your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Without further ado, it's the Wing Scoops Podcast with your host, Weed Needham. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com and wherever else you listen to your favorite podcast. Whether it's, I don't know, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Tuned In. Do people still listen on Tuned In or is that is that just old? Am I dating myself right now by saying Tuned In? Uh, how about FanCast? Wonder Horse FanCast, Lycos Talk Radio. Now that's dating myself. Um, anyway, uh, the webmaster Wade Needham here, that ring scoops guy. Um, I have many names, master of, of blaster, doctor of desire. No, I'm sure. What, what am, what am I? Apollo Creed over here with all these nicknames? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, the date and time that we are recording this podcast, just to boom, time stamp it for everybody out there. It is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. 8.42 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I always like to put that out there in case someone's listening to this and something happens that I either predict or I say, oh, I hope this happens, and then it happens. I don't want anybody you know, to listen to this and be like, oh, you're a moron. It happened, you know? Uh, so there, that's the time. Uh, we're going to just jump right into it because we got a lot because we haven't done a podcast in two weeks. Rick Boogs. By the way, I, I did a WrestleMania prediction thing, what, two weeks ago? Never gave my thoughts on WrestleMania. We didn't do a review. But I'll just say this very briefly, okay? Night one and night two, the whole WrestleMania weekend, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the Hall of Fame. Undertaker's speech was just fantastic. Uh, night one of WrestleMania, I thought was really, really cool. Very, very strong event. Cody Rhodes is back in the WWE. Uh, it's a cool thing. Love his entrance. It's very, it's very Cody. I'll just say that his it's entrance is very Cody. It's very AEW. It didn't take long though. A week before they started to water it down. He's no longer rising up from the stage, which sucks. Cause I, that was a cool effect. At least he's not smashing, um, thrones on TV. So there's that, uh, good matches though. Becky and Bianca was my favorite of night one. Uh, Cody and Seth, Good solid match there. Love the stuff with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. Just a really good night. Uh, night two, I thought was uh, spectacular. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville was one of my favorite things of the whole night. Um, I loved the Edge and AJ Styles match. I thought it was really cool. I love how they're throwing in Damian Priest in there. Can't wait to see what they're going to do with this stable. Brock and Roman was what it was. It was a Brock and Roman match. Uh, there's nothing else I could say about that. It was a, it was a Brock and, and Roman match. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think what else stuck out to me. Uh, uh, night one, it had the Miz and uh, and and Logan Paul. They did good. They did really good. Um, Logan Paul 
surprised me with what he was able to do in the ring. Uh, going back to uh, night two, what there was a, there was another oh the the Pat McAfee thing with uh, Austin Theory, and then with Vince and then Stone Cold coming out, fun stuff. Over overall, I enjoyed the weekend. Uh, really enjoyed it because my buddy the DA came out from Florida for the weekend, and for a couple days after that, we went to Disney. And uh, on Sunday night, we had a big party. We had my cousin and her boyfriend came out. My old college roommate came out. The DA was here. We ordered a, a shit ton of pizzas. We had a bunch of chips, um, upside down pineapple, not that kind of upside down pineapple, upside down pineapple cake, little cupcakes. We don't swing that way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, it was great. You know, then we went to Disneyland and, and California Adventure the two days after that. So it was a really good week. That's reason why we didn't do anything the week post WrestleMania because we were doing Disney and traveling and doing all that stuff. And I was catching my breath and then school too, because it appeared a week after spring break. Anyway, let's get back to the news, the wrestling stuff, right? Rick Boogs, he got injured at WrestleMania. According to PWInsider.com, Boogs under, underwent surgery, successful surgery, last week in Birmingham, Alabama to repair a torn quadricep. LGPhysicians.com noted the following about a torn quad injury. Here's what they had to say. Complete recovery takes at least four months, but and most repairs are almost completely healed within six it may take even longer to completely achieve strength training and range of motion goals. So that's their statement on that. Uh, Boogs is now recovering at home. He also published a video on Instagram of himself working out with crutches. Numerous WWE stars, including Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalya, have publicly shown their support. So on behalf of everybody here at Ring Soups and myself, definitely like to wish Rick Boogs a very speedy, safe, and uh, good recovery there while he's rehabbing his torn quadriceps. Monday Night Raw viewership takes a hit following the post-WrestleMania 38 bump. Bump. Said that like Vince. Like Vince would say it, right? A bump. Uh, a botch. Vince McMahon. <sighs> Uh, the April 11th, 2022 episode of WWE Raw drew 1.803 million, million viewers with a 0. .54, 18 to 49 demo. Last week's episode of Raw, post-WrestleMania, drew a 2.101 million viewers with a 0. .63, 18 to 49 demo. Uh, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics.com noted the following regarding the viewership. Quote, down from last week's high for post-mania, but still better in the demo than most of March. Raw ranked number one in 18 to 49 among cable originals for the day, according to Showbuzz Daily. If not for last week's number, 18 to 34 for this week's episode, which was 264,000 viewers, would be the highest for Raw since August 2021. End quote. Very rare do we talk about the WWE ratings, right? Because for a while up until recently, we would do these podcasts 
and put them out on Thursdays, Thursday nights, Friday afternoons or whatever. Now we're doing these on Tuesday, Tuesday night live. So we can actually talk about raw. Uh, I didn't, I don't like to talk too much about what goes on the previous week because I like to talk about it during that week. Ratings are tricky because by the time I go look for the news, they're buried underneath everything. So you're on Tuesdays. I get to see the raw ratings. So we're probably not going to be talking too much about AEW ratings like we used to talk often. Probably going to be talking a lot more about raw ratings and pay-per-view buys and whatnot. So it all depends on the week. Uh, I'm too lazy to go dig up the full previous week rating reports. Maybe I should. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I do it? Let me know. Ringscoops at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at ringscoops. Uh, next news item here, WWE officially announces major stadium event in the United Kingdom. Here's the press release. WWE today announced for the first major WWE stadium event to be held in the United Kingdom in more than 30 years. It will emanate from Principality Stadium, hope I pronounced that right, in Cardiff, Wales on Saturday, September 3rd, 2022. Located in the heart of Cardiff, the capital of Wales, a cultural and sports destination with a world-class record in hosting events. The Principality, what a name, right? The Principality Stadium. Vince definitely had to have picked that one personally. It's a state-of-the-art, multifaceted event destination and home to the Wales National Rugby Union team. There's quotes from people in this and whatnot, but... For those out there in the UK and in anywhere else in close proximity out there in in, uh, in Europe, there you go. Saturday, September 3rd, 2022, you guys get a big stadium event. I love these international big stadium events. 2018 was fun, right? Because like you had you had the the first Saudi shows and then you had that that gigantic Australian show. It just felt really cool, man, watching them at different times, right? Um, I remember waiting until I think it was, what, uh, one or two in the morning for the, um, the Australian show to start. I remember I, I I went to bed at like 7 p.m., had my alarm set for midnight. I woke up. I was I was ready to go, man. I was jamming out to wrestling in the middle of the night. And then, of course, you know, went back to sleep at like 4 in the morning when the event was done and yeah, it was cool. I, I liked that. You know, it, was, it felt different, you know, or watching the, the the Saudi shows at nine in the morning Pacific time on a Saturday. It's just, it hits different, man. So I'm looking forward to this, this event. I hope it's going to be like a big, massive live event on Peacock. Um, since it's September, I highly doubt it's going to be SummerSlam because it's September 3rd. AEW usually runs all out Labor Day weekend, right? Is this going to go head-to-head with it? Well, I mean, different time zones, so maybe not directly head-to-head. Uh, it's going to be a lot of wrestling that weekend then. I would assume if all out's going to take place during that weekend. If it's going to be on a Saturday or a Sunday, regardless, time differences. You watch all out and then you can watch the WWE one, which is really cool because you don't have to choose. Oh man, which one am I going to watch right now? It's a good time to be a wrestling fan, especially when you got these international shows going on. Anyway, so there's, there's that update. 
Uh, what else we got? Aha! Johnny Gargano says that he has unfulfilled things he'd like to accomplish in the WWE. During an appearance on a random podcast recently, Johnny Gargano commented on being a free agent. Here's what Johnny Gargano had to say. Quote, I mean, all my options are open right now. I'm very open about that. I don't know what I want to do yet. It's one of the things where I'm kind of in a time period of my life where I'm figuring that out. I'm figuring out what my goal is, what my lasting legacy I want to leave. I do have a lot of unfulfilled things in WWE that I still want to accomplish. So there is WWE, there's AEW, there's New Japan, there's doing a run on the indie scene. There's a lot of things I'm kind of debating working at right now. Don't know when, and I don't know where I'm going to return, but I promise you when I do, you will all know. End quote. So there's the update. Journey Gargano. Good stuff. Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, Johnny Wrestling. All right. Here's the next piece of news. We got two more pieces of news. They're quite comedic. This one especially very comedic. Former WWE star Adam Shear, also known as Braun Strowman, was involved in a heated exchange with former WCW star Buff Bagwell on Twitter. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. Braun Strowman was involved in a heated exchange with Buff Bagwell on Twitter. <laughs> this is great. I'm already fucking enjoying this. Pardon my language. Uh, the exchange started when Bagwell mentioned shares control your narrative promotion. Buff tweeted out, I just joined CYN. Wait, never mind. It was just gas. To which Adam Shearer tweeted out a screenshot of the news report about former WWCW star Marcus Buff Bagwell arrested on more than 10 charges. Driving under the influence of drugs, misdemeanor, open container violation, four misdemeanor charges, a hit and run, misdemeanor speeding, misdemeanor failing to yield, all kinds of stuff, right? And and Braun Strowman, Adam Shearer, accompanied this with a, with a caption. I said, funny, you're going to try and throw shade because what you think it's a cool thing to do. You want to look edgy? Because you sure were a mark asking to take a pic with me. You should probably worry about your narrative. So then the exchange continued. Bagwell says, yes, I asked for a picture. I've always had a fascination with clowns. You're mad at me over a joke. Don't be so sensitive. It's only Twitter. Stroman said, don't come at me or my company unless you want it back. Everyone thinks it's funny to talk crap, then I roast them, and they cry victim. No a surprise on this app, though. I think you meant to say not a surprise on this app. Bagwell responded to Shearer sharing a screen cap of a news story about Bagwell being arrested. Uh, and he says, should I, have, <clears throat> should I have done it on the water? Adam Shearer, something about glass houses. I'm open about my past mistakes and tend not to bring up others against them. You got offended because I made a joke about something I didn't even know you were a part of because I didn't know you. 
And then he had a screenshot of a, a mug shot of Adam Schur with the arrest age, current age, all that stuff. I guess it's uh, arrested for operating a boat while intoxicated in North Carolina. It's just, it's just crazy. Um, uh, and then what else did he say? Uh, Share ended the exchange with the following comments. Did I get a driving ticket on a boat yet? A driving ticket on a boat? <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, intoxication, bro. Anyway, did I get a driving ticket on a boat? Yes. The rest of that picture you posted is fake. I wasn't with WWE. Definitely didn't spend a night in jail. Paid my ticket and went on about life. And I'll man up right now and admit I came at you hard. I went for the kill and shouldn't have. I understand you didn't know I was a part of CYN, but imagine you were being one of the boys taking shots at a place giving work to other wrestlers. We should be sticking together to better the industry. It's toxic enough with the IWC, Internet Wrestling Community. Uh, we shouldn't be going at each other uh, of social best wishes, end quote. Bold one in the chat. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, listen to the podcast here. Uh, doing this live on Twitch, as I usually do on Tuesday nights. So, bold one in the chat. A Pizzle in the chat. I think Cat was still in the chat. Not sure. But um, anyway, so I, I have to say this. This exchange started very funny between Buff Bagwell and, and Braun Strowman, or Adam Shearer. I'm going to call him Strowman. Fuck it, dude. I don't give a shit. Uh, Braun Strowman, okay, and Buff Bagwell. Funny shit. It really was at the very beginning. But I have to say this, man. Regardless of any opinions about Braun Strowman, I, I have to say that with the way he ended it, his words, bravo. Okay? Bravo. He went for the kill and he shouldn't have. He admitted that he was wrong on that. He understands what Buff Bagwell was saying. He didn't know he was part of CYN. So he admitted that, too, that he took it. It was a it was an unprovoked you know, reaction. He didn't know. Buff explained it. He said, okay, no problem. Good. So we're crossing out where they had beef with each other. They're starting to cross it out. Imagine being one of the boys taking shots at a place, giving work to other wrestlers. Okay. I may not agree with a lot of like, you know, personal or political or business, you know, stuff that like guys, uh, like, Braun Strowman or even Austin Aries or anything like that, you know, or EC3. I I may not agree with a lot of their shit, but here's the thing. They are creating an opportunity and a platform. They're using the names that they built for themselves in WWE or in EC3's case, you know, impact wrestling and NXT. If you even want to throw that shit show in there. But the guys that are running CYN, regardless of the stigma that it has, it's still a platform for guys to get work, guys to get experience in the ring, to get their names out there, exposure, to earn some money, to make a living. That's a cool thing right there. That's probably like one of the only things that I might say that's very positive about CYN. It's a place to work. That's it. We should be sticking together to better the industry. It's toxic enough with the IWC. He is correct on that, man. Case in point, a few days ago, Friday night on SmackDown, right? Raquel Gonzalez debuted on SmackDown. They changed her name to Rodriguez. There's um, Pete Dunn that's now Butch. You know, all these different names, right? 
on my timeline, I saw so many people just complaining and going to the extreme on it. Instead of just being like, oh man, it sucks that they changed their name. I just don't understand it, you know, or whatever. And then move on. No, they harp on it. They harp, they harp, they harp, they harp on it until it's fucking a dead horse beaten into the fucking ground. They just won't stop. They don't know how to stop. They're extreme too. Oh my God. I wish those people had changed their name. I wish I could find them and beat them up and kill them and put a bullet in their head and all that shit. Like, bro, relax, man. Take a chill pill. I put a tweet about that, right? I didn't name names. It was from all these different tweets I saw in my timeline. So Friday night, I put a tweet out there. Saying, you know, hey, if you're annoyed by it, all right, I understand that. You don't like it, that's cool. If you're going to lose sleep over it, then I suggest that you take a breather, right? I didn't talk shit. I didn't name names. But the next morning I woke up after a very good night of sleep Friday night. And my notifications on Twitter were blown up. All right, I had like a hundred fucking notifications. Over a hundred. Likes, replies retweets because Aaron Rift of no DQ woke up and he saw my tweet on top of a tweet from another, uh, internet wrestling community personality, uh, JD from NY. I don't consume his content. I don't follow him on any of the socials. I don't know the guy. He, he don't know me. I don't know him. We don't know each other. But when Rift woke up and he saw his Twitter feed, my tweet was on top of his tweet where JD was going off on name changes. And Rift took a screenshot of those tweets that are back to back and he put it out there. And people assumed because they were back to back tweets on his timeline, which it wasn't probably chronological, um, he probably, as it were, it shows the relevant or featured ones first, right? So they were, I guess, because we we're talking about the same thing, they showed up back to back. Everybody thought that my tweet was in response to JD. Not the case. And I got a lot of people jumping on me, insulting me, going off on me for my opinion on that. Trying to say that I was clowning on JD. I wasn't. I don't know JD. JD don't know me. If JD's watching this right now, if JD is listening to this right now, bro, my tweet was not about you. I had no idea about your tweet. Mine was from all the different tweets that I saw on the ring scoops. Cause I put, I posted this on my personal Twitter, but this was a response from what I saw on the, on the ring scoops feed on tweet deck because I'm following like, almost 3000 people. So you can imagine that it's just going like rapid fire, man. It doesn't even build one. It's not even about the free speech thing. It's about people misconstruing and miscommunicating what my tweet was about. They assumed that my tweet was, was targeting this dude. And it wasn't, he wasn't even on my mind when I wrote that. No offense to him. I didn't know he existed. Like I knew of him. I've never talked to him. He's never talked to me. I don't listen to his show. I'm damn sure he don't listen to my show. Damn sure he don't listen to my show. He's got a way bigger platform than I do. I don't listen to his stuff. What I have heard about the guy, we are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Why would I listen to him? Why would he listen to me? 
were opposite ends of the spectrum. Mine was just a very general tweet. People came at me. So Braun Strowman saying we should stick together to better the industry. It's toxic enough with the IWC. He's correct about that, man. They should not be going at it in social media. If they've got legit beef with each other, take it offline. Shoot a DM. Here's my phone number. Let's talk. Let's do that. So I'm with I'm with uh, Strowman on that. All right. Now we're at the main event of the podcast. This is probably one of the only times they other than what I just referred to about the name change thing, but that's only because it was related to the news story of what happened either today or yesterday. Uh, something that I normally don't do is drag up something that's more than like five days old. Um, but this was just too good to pass up, man. On Friday afternoon, AEW president Tony Khan wrote the following message on Twitter. Quote, an independent study has confirmed that the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who would pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Ever wonder why so much of the activity of these accounts is retweets and replies? Like who actually has 80% of their activity as straight up retweets? Research this one yourselves. You internet detectives thrives in these situations. End quote. Cat in the chat says, LOL, that was hilarious. Oh, okay, I'm not a real person. I, I had since deleted the tweet, but I had quote retweeted him saying, I'm as real as, as real can get, buddy. But uh, I realized that like, even though, even though I don't watch AEW consistently and what I do watch of it, for the most part, my uh, critique of it is very critical. I wouldn't consider myself part of the anti-AEW community. So that's why I deleted the tweet because there are things in there there are very sprinkled things throughout that make me do go, hmm, all right, cool. There's a lot of things that I don't like. There's they, there's things about WWE, the same thing. I just, because I watch more WWE, I talk more about it. And I also try to focus mainly on what I do like out of it. One of these days, though, because I've been thinking about it this week, there's there's something building up. I'm still trying to formulate my thoughts on this to put it into in, into. Um, I want to have a prepared speech, um, but there are things in WWE that are bugging the crap out of me as a fan, as a viewer. That I want to put down on paper, formulate my thoughts, and address this and talk about it on the show pretty soon, maybe in a week or two. But anyway. So, all right, I want to I want to talk about something real quick, okay? Because Tony Khan says, like, who actually has eighty percent of their activity is straight up retweets. You know, he's talking about retweets and replies. During my undergrad study at Cal State University, uh, San Bernardino, um, there were 
were several media classes that I took because communications major, my, my focus, there was three tracks. There's public relations, there's human organization, and then there's media studies. My track was media studies. And within media studies, you could focus on different things within it, or you could get a general grasp of various things. I went for the various grasp of general things. So that included journalism. I wrote for uh, three quarters, uh, which was half of my time at Cal State. I wrote for the Coyote Chronicle, the school paper, right? So I got a good year of journalism experience firsthand working for that. Um, For three or four quarters, I worked for Coyote Radio. So I got radio experience. So there's journalism, print journalism, and online digital journalism and publication. Um, And then the radio, right? Um, I took uh, quite a few film classes and screenwriting classes. So I got that part, the entertainment, all that stuff. But there's, there's different core classes you'd have to take too. Media and institutions, media literacy, stuff like that. Um, one of the classes that I took was media and culture and the professor in that early on, I re- really remember this because it struck a chord with me, not a bad way, but in a good way, I kind of started to switch up my, the way I approached social media because of this statement that she made, but she said that the majority of people online, and this was a uh, fall of 2017. So it's been about five years. Um, but she said that on social media, the majority of the content that you will see on social media is not original content. The majority of the content you will see is people sharing other people's content. Very rare. Will you actually come across somebody that does share content that is actual original content? And it's funny because I don't think much has changed in five years for it to be the other way around as Tony Khan is suggesting with what he's saying here. There was a tweet that I put out recently too, not long after that. I think it was like a day after or maybe the same night that um, everybody came at me about the... uh, uh, the name change thing. I'm trying to find it right now. I'm scrolling. So please bear with me on this. Uh, I hope I didn't delete. I don't think I deleted it. Uh, where is it? But anyway, like if you, um, if you really go and research this, it's true. Now you don't have to really research it. Just go to other people's Twitter feeds. The majority of it is, I mean, not just wrestling either. The majority of this is um, people retweeting and replying. There it is right here. Here's the tweet that I put up. Somebody needs an actual course on content curation versus content creation. If they knew about the topic, they most likely wouldn't have made such a questionable statement. This is just a fraction of the type of information I studied in my undergrad as a communications major. That's what it is. If you look that up, you will find studies... And you'll find probably like blogs and all that stuff about it. Content curation versus content creation. Creation is creating content. On Ring Scoops, we do a lot of that. 
doing it right now. We're recording a podcast. We are content creators. We're doing a live stream on doing this content creators stuff that I put out there. I share, actually, let me not even use the word share. I post my original content out there across all my stuff, right? Sure. I retweet other people. As far as news goes, I retweet a lot of news because I don't have access. I'm not, I'm not a reporter. I am not a reporter. I'm a journalist. There are difference between those. A lot of people get that mixed up too. But as far as the content that I create, I post and other people share it. If I see something I like that somebody else has created, I share it. The majority of people on social media do that. They retweet things. They retweet. They share. Because not everybody is a content creator. When you talk about people in the internet wrestling community, there is a plethora of podcasts, streams, YouTubers, influencers. Yes. But the ratio of people that do that versus the people that just consume it, it's way off. I would do the 80-20 rule. It probably is 20% actual, legit textbook definition content creators and 80% content curators. Big difference there. Going back to the journalist thing, right? There's five types of journalists. There's investigative journalists. There's a news journalist, a review journalist, a column journalist, and a feature writer. A journalist is a person that keeps journal. That's what a journalist is. I am a journalist. I keep a journal of my thoughts on pro wrestling. Reviews, columns, and features are my main thing. Investigative, I have done a little bit of that. News, I have broke some news myself. I have, I have attended press gatherings, movie premieres. I have done that. Mainly stick to opinion stuff, though. Reviews, columns, feature writing. I have a background in this. I have experience. I have education. And I got my own free thought because I don't subscribe to the two-step flow of communication. Look that up too. I'm dropping a lot of knowledge on everybody out there. Five types of journalists, two-step flow of communication, content curation versus content creation. There's just a lot of different information out there. People take a little bit of time. They'll understand it. There's more to this thing about Tony Khan, though. I'm kind of deviating away from this, but I just wanted to touch up on that part of it. Uh, but anyway, here is what I thought was funny. This past weekend, during his podcast, Jim Cornette addressed the claim. Here's what Jim Cornette had to say. Quote, Is there anyone around Tony Khan who could tell how stupid he sounds before he utters it? Or is he just allowed to blither on in any way he wants? Of course, there are a bunch of people on Twitter that ain't real. I don't think WWE would do that. I think it's ridiculous. I think that's amateur and childish. And what the fuck world are we living in? 
Like I said, steal a sponsor, take buildings away, sign exclusive deals with buildings, try to poach their talent. Those are the things that you can go to, go to Vince McMahon with if you're in a promotional war, and he would sit there and talk with you about it, end quote. I think Cornette hit the nail on the head right there. Um, Vince isn't going to do this social media Twitter crap. Vince don't care about it. Vince cares about actual business. Vince cares about going into a boardroom, talking about finances. Where are we going to get our next dollar from? Which superstar are we going to sign? Who are we going to push? What's going to be our next main event? What city are we going to sell WrestleMania to? What network are we going to put our content on? He's not going to care about, oh, I wonder if so-and-so from Bumsville, Idaho is going to retweet a negative tweet about AEW. Cornette's right. You're going to do an old school approach. Vince is old school. Vince is very set in his ways. He's going to do stuff like Cornette said, steal a sponsor. Like look at the, 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 um, the Domino's pizza thing, right? With the pizza cutter and all that crap, all that, that came out. That's the shit that Vince is going to do. He's not going to, he's not going to act like Putin and put a bunch of bots and shit out there. You know, this isn't the 2016 fucking election. He's going to take buildings away. He's going to sign exclusive deals with buildings. He's going to poach the talent. He's going to do that shit. He got Cody. He got Cody back. Cody's contract was up. He got Cody back. That right there tells you. Vince McMahon don't give a crap about Twitter. He may have a Twitter account. I can almost guarantee you that ain't him fucking tweeting that shit. It's probably one of his three assistants. Anyway, that's it for the Ring Soups podcast. Uh, let's wrap this up and then I'll continue on with the Twitch stream. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out, um, ring scoops on all the social medias. You can go to ringscoops.com for all the links, all the information, whatnot. And, uh, you know, at ring scoops, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, anchor.fm slash ring scoops for the podcast, twitch.tv slash ring scoops for the Twitch feeds. Um, hopefully we're going to try to, you know, do some really cool stuff in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we got, I got some, I got some stuff planned. We're going to, we're going to do some really cool stuff. I have a a big opportunity that's going to be presenting to myself at the end of this month. That will be a game changer for how ring scoops will be on social media going forward, planting the seeds, getting the foundation set. That's what we're all about. 2022 is a good year so far. We lost a whole year in 2021 pretty much because of various things that are well documented. I talked about in the past, but we are back on track. Ladies and gentlemen, ring scoops is here. Ring scoops is here to stay. We got big things going on. So check that out. Ringscoops.com and also check out our sister website, cinemaflare.com. We're going to be doing a brand new cinema flare podcast after a two week break from that as well. Uh, later on this coming week. So check that out. Cinemaflare.com. That's flare as in like a, a signal flare, F L A R E not flare as in Rick flair has gone nuts. Not that kind of flare. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I'm the webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you. Good night and be cool.